Yes, it is. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. And as you can see before me, this is the Tim Castle logo. We'll be doing a reaction. Oh, God, I hate that first. Essentially, we're just going to be talking about what went on on Tim Cast with Kanye West or Ye West. I don't really care if I dead name him as the jokes become. Uh, I'm going to make my own little episode about this, which should be more of my regular stuff. This is just sort of a, you know, as you can see here, it doesn't have like, the timestamp or anything. I just watched the whole thing beginning to end, and I waited. It's, I don't know if you saw it or not, earlier it's 1240. I wanted to wait. Um, I was going to upload at midnight. You know, I got busy. Uh, there was never an upload at 11 on Tim, you know, members-only stuff, because I wanted to see how the conversation with him arriving and left went. Wasn't any of that, so we're just going to watch this. It's going to be, you know, this is going to be pretty uh, short upload. You know, so let's just go from here. I don't usually do the reaction. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. You were uh, with your families or loved ones or at least uh, relaxed and enjoyed yourself. Over the past week, there was a particularly big news story that's resulted in a continued news cycle, which is now going on for over a week, which is in many ways unheard of. But right now, because Donald Trump went to dinner with Ye and Nick Fuentes, among others, he is now being denounced by Mike Pence, several Republican senators, and uh, for whatever reason, this story, for, for many reasons I suppose people have made, this story has persisted till today. And we are able to actually sit down with the, se several of the individuals involved in that story, notably Ye, Nick Fuentes, and Melianopoulos, of course. So, yeah, this is what Tim wanted to talk about, the dinner and the stories around it. It didn't take long for Kanye to go immediately into what, he, well, what he's been talking about for the last couple months. You know, for like the last, what, two months now, roughly, that or so, about at least a month. So, of course, you know, this was going to come up. I don't think anyone had any doubt it was going to come up, especially when you have somebody like Nick Fuentes of American First there. And now I am going to be one of the first people here to jump around and jokingly yell Groyper because it's fun. It's fun to say. It's a good meme. Uh, I'm not super familiar with Nick Fuentes' work. Uh, I know a little bit about him, but he wasn't really on my radar much. Didn't check out much of the American First podcast. It's one of those things like the Day to Night, Day to Light pod, or Night to Light, whatever, Day to Light podcast. A lot of people around me in the MAGA sphere really are into it. You know, I got my my list of things that I watch. I don't really catch it too much. So, you know, I wasn't overly familiar with Nick Fuentes. I know about him in the January 6th riots. And I know about some, you know, he, he's an edgy boy. I like edgy humor. Uh, you know, I don't really have any respect for Gavin McGinnis anymore. But I do, you know, occasionally still watch Gavin McGinnis and find him funny. I like Alex Jones. Uh, Milo's, Milo's always been a fucking grifter, but Milo's always been a fun little extra ingredient. Uh, Stick, Sex, and Hammer is a great video about this, but, you know, it was fucking, I, I think the thing that turned me off of Milo was probably about two years ago when he's got that, when he's, he's got like this mullet, this macho man ready savage thing going on, and he's like this straight Christian bashing on people. And you already, already like, you know, just he was one of those people in 2016 that was like a fun element out there in the in the political landscape to watch this this fucking jester Loki type character running around fucking with people. And he was fun. You know, he, he, he was pretty hard to beat. He had his facts straight. Now he's this weird like whoever will have me, I'll go on. And it's weird that he's now like popping up everywhere. That's it, something that's interesting. Now, I've been saying uh, on this show for a while that I feel like there's this energy coming back that's been missing since 2016 because there's an energy around the 2016 election that just was missing for the 2020 election like completely MIA and it's starting to come back a little bit memes are getting spicier uh, the public dialogue is getting spicier there's a lot of new like war type elements on the table you know things geologically or like you know geopolitically are 2015 2014 ask you know america's in a bunch of fucking ponzi wars you know world economic forums on a rapid growth so you know a lot of 2016 elements that were missing in 2020 are right there now yeah the wef had a world had a widespread but they're still you know they were just starting to kick back into gear in 2020 and then they went full hog in the last year year or two well, the last two years like 2021 the world economic forum really went hard so I like having Milo in the background. I like having Ben around. I like having uh, Jesus. There's a lot of people from that time period who I want to come back, even ones that aren't necessarily political, but still serve that that edge void. Like uh, Leafy is here, someone I've been want been fucking biting at the at the fucking 
fits to be coming back. Uh, I don't think he will. I mean, there's other places to catch Leafy, but it's not it's not the same. Uh, there, there's just a lot of people that have been banned and canceled. Monkeys, when I've been referencing a lot lately, just because I've been on everyone's been talking about a lot of like old 2016 type people, and and these are ones that are like on the top of mind <laughs> to to use a stolen phrase. But that's enough ranting. Let's just get right back into it. Made the dinner happen. It's my understanding. Or no, at least got no. the I, I had the dinner invite before I met Milo. Okay, my bad. And that's an important thing to know, right? Because Kanye did not know my did not know uh, Milo. And he did not know Nick Fuentes. Or a Trump did not know Nick Fuentes. And that's a big thing. Because everyone's like, Trump went to dinner with white supremacist Nick Fuentes? What the fuck? And Trump and Kanye and Milo and Nick all say, yeah, you know, we didn't. He didn't really know who, who, who uh, you know, this guy was. He had no idea. Which is, this whole podcast really just makes Kanye look super fucking bad. And I say that as someone who's usually a Kanye stand. Like, I've been pretty much on, on board with him this whole time. But tonight, man, the running off thing was just such a bad fucking look. You gotta, you gotta swing, man. You gotta, you gotta fucking f- swing back. And Tim pushed back, which is funny because everyone, people call Tim a, a passive cuck. But they also call him an egomaniac. It's like, you can't be... You can't be both. That's not how that works. Eagle maniacs are not passive pussies who let people walk all over them. At the same time, people who let you know people walk all over and take advantage of them and be passive. They typically aren't eagle maniacs if they ever are. So it's just like the the two universes don't compute. Whenever I get in a conversation and like the whole, I don't know, man. A lot of people are just throwing Krigler talking points out, and it's just like, ugh, roll my fucking eyes. My bad. There you go. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into I this. I just story. overcomplicated it. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're, we're gonna we're gonna start with that. There's a lot we we, we want to talk about. And uh, you know what, man? This is a this is a very uh, big story. Uh, a lot of people have questions about you know what were Trump's intentions? Why were certain people invited? And Trump, of course, has, has issued statements. So a lot of people want to know where he stands, and more importantly, what happened there and why. And there's also the questions about what yay 24 means, and I'll keep that a little bit vague so that they can answer to that and, and speak more to that. And then, of course, we're going to get into a lot of different issues. However, head over to TimCast.com and become a member. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show, which will probably get a bit more in-depth on a lot of other issues. Uh, that I'll just leave it at that. TimCast.com, become a member, support our work, and we'll talk about more there. Smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us, as I mentioned, is we have yay himself. Would you like to introduce yourself, good sir? You did it. There you go. I think everyone knows who you are. And uh, <laughs> you gentlemen would like to introduce yourself? Nicholas, please. Hi. Yeah, I'm uh, Nick Fuentes. First time here on the TimCast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. What do you do? Oh, <laughs> I'm a live streamer. I uh, I do a show called America First on Cozy.TV. All right. And, of course, Milo, you were here a couple weeks ago. Yes, I'm your best ever guest. <laughs> so we, we've been... Now... There is this, okay, look, hear me out. There's this really kind of edgy character who I would love to have on TimCast. And I think this person has been broken by what they've been through. They were a broken individual. Look, I'm talking about Gypsy Crusader. I'm sure you're familiar if you're not. Oh my god, this motherfucker makes it into almost every one of my meme compilations. I say that only have made three so far, but he makes it into all of them. Um, I find him genuinely humorous, but again, I'm, I love the race and edgy humor shit. I love the racist jokes and all the obic, whatever you, or whatever, phobic, fill in whatever, blank phobic humor out there. I love it. Why? Because whatever society is going to slap on a taboo sticker on, I'm going to be fucking laughing at. I love Blazing Saddles. It's one of my all-time favorite movies, Life of Brian, all these like really edgy, cutting jokes. They're fun, they're lighthearted, and they just poke fun at everybody, and I love that. Having these guys run around fills that same void for me. That's the same scratch. Right, so... Oh, God. Uh, forgive me, I-, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I got it. Uh, Gypsy Crusader is really someone who scratches that itch for me, right? And he would go on Omegle and all these chat sites, and he would be dressed up as the Joker or their outfits and just make real funny fucking jokes. And now when I first found him and, like, Catboy Kami and, uh, God, there's that Irish guy. The Irish guy's really fucking funny. And a British bloke, too. Um, I don't agree with them, but at the same time, they're fucking hilarious, bro. And, you know, some of, uh, 
you know what? Nah, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that part vague and move on. I'm told that uh, the episode with you was one of the best podcasts ever. People really enjoyed hearing you speak. I think that's accurate. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming back. Thanks. I was wondering how I was going to uh, make it even more extraordinary the second time I visited, but I think I might have pulled it off. <laughs> Luke's here. Total sausage fest tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome. My name is Ukodowski. And despite how Milo acts, Milo loves that. If we are changed.org. Today I'm wearing my Epstein didn't Epstein himself t-shirt, which you can get on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And I think we should be using that word a little bit more, just like, you know, this YouTube channel didn't Epstein itself. And if this YouTube channel is Epstein, we will be streaming on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, I started a t-shirt company after YouTube demonetized me. You got that? That's for a few reasons. It's not just because, you know, he has on three like the most banned people on the internet on. That's not why he said that. It's because, you know, any number of conversations could come up if Milo wanted to just kill Tim Pool's channel, if Nick Fuentes wanted to kill Tim Pool's channel, they could do it. They know the words, they know the phrases, and they know that special little name you're not allowed to say on any of these social media platforms. Some of these alt tech sites included, by the way. And I say that as someone who's very grateful to be on these sites. I Like you see, I'm not signed in because the Inside Four Walls uh, page actually got terminated. Though, a little, uh, oh, I don't have that up. Hold on. I, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to upload anything yet, but the new Inside Four Walls channel is up and running. Uh, this video probably won't go up on there. I- I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with it. Because if I'm going to keep uploading to YouTube, uh, I'm not going to take it super seriously. But at the same time, it'd be nice to not get all my channels deleted. However, this one's connected to a throwaway email. So, nothing that happens to this account particularly matters as of right now. So, thebestpoliticalshirts.com, because you guys buy it, that's why I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. And of course, Surge. And I am Surge.com. Pleasure, guys. All right, and... uh, That looks more like an emo fraggle. uh, I'll just pull up this story from The Hill. Which is from earlier today, 5 p.m. Pence says Trump should apologize. It's wrong to give anti-Semite a seat at the table. This, of course, is related to a dinner that happened, and I, I, I was wrong a little on the details. So, a dinner happened. Uh, Nick, you were there. Yay, you were there. So, real quick, how establishment of him? All these voices that I don't like and that I don't want heard. How dare they be platformed to give in a table? Look, man. Even if you don't agree with somebody's opinions, and trust me, there's a lot of people out there I don't agree with opinion-wise. The answer is not to ban them from the fucking table. The answer is to have them sit there, and the most damaging thing for these people is to just let them talk. Just let them talk. Right? That's pretty much what happened with Kanye tonight. Tim let Kanye talk, pushed back a little bit, asked some... He barely even pushed back. He asked some questions. And then Kanye threw a fucking bitch fit and stormed out R.A. Actually, no, R.A. the Rugman didn't even storm out. He just smacked a microphone. Kanye got so mad he forgot his fucking phone in the studio. Now, you don't silence people. You don't make the ideas go away. If anything, when you silence people and you kick them out of the platforms and you take away their public voices and you do everything you can to silence them, you're making a martyr out of them in many ways. That's exactly how people like George Lincoln Rockwell became a fucking martyr for, you know, the American white supremacist type of people. And here's the thing. I'll be one of the people that sits here and says it. Link Rockefeller, or, uh, or uh, Rockwell, sorry, Lincoln Rockwell didn't have a whole... He, he said a lot of shit correct. He called NATO a communist, uh, a communist organization. He said any world organization like that is bound to be corrupt and communistic in nature. He also said that the whole reason NATO was formed was to cripple and destabilize and homogenize different countries' governments into an Americanist government for a one-world organization. He also just happened to be a very staunch white supremacist. He got a lot right, got a lot wrong. What can I say? George Lincoln Rockwell is just a regular person, but because he was silenced and then killed by you know a very JFK-esque setup with the deep state, and go look into him. He's not a great guy. I'm not saying he is. He made points. A lot of bad ones. Some good ones. Everyone does. And it, it sucks to say this because no one likes to hear it. The most vile, most fucked up person in history. The mo- the one person in history that you hate the most. I'm not pointing any fingers. Whoever comes to mind first. There's at least a couple things that you and that person will agree on. You fucking, you, you don't want to say it, you don't want to agree with it, you may be sitting there shaking your head saying no, but if you're a far leftist, Trump has stances that you probably agree with. Trump has stances 
that he's not happy that you agree with him on. And he's not happy that you would agree with him on things, just like you're not happy you agree with him on things. And it goes all the way around to anybody. You hate Milo, you have things you agree with with Milo on. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. Everyone is, anyone can be reprehensible, but everyone has that one thing that everyone can relate to. Even if it's different for everybody. It it's, ties in the same saying as, uh, everybody knows something you don't know. You know? I've kind of worn this point to the ground so we can move on. I just want to uh, start off by how did this dinner come to happen and, and what happened? Oh, uh, last thing I wanted to say. You have you let these people come to the table and have a seat, and you do two things. One, you let them talk, and B, you beat their bad ideas with better ideas. Why? Because better ideas can win almost any battle. Good ideas do not require force. I was talking to Trump for about a month. We had scheduled the dinner in October, and then he announced for president. He, he pushed the dinner back to November, um, and... I've been pulling together a campaign, and after I put up the the DEFCON tweet, uh, a bunch of people that have been canceled, like Alex Jones, I started getting in contact with other people that were now on the, you know, the inside of the Matrix. And uh, Alex Jones' pr producer said that Milo wanted to contact me, and here we are. So that's how you guys got in contact? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, originally, and um, and then uh, I suggested. Uh, um, that we bring in uh, Nicholas as a, as a enormous extra brain firepower that he is. Uh there you go. And that's important because everyone is bashing Trump right now. And there's people throwing out the idea right now that the whole... So Kanye was the only one invited to the dinner. Or, sorry, yeah, Kanye was the only one invited to the dinner. Milo wasn't invited. And uh, Fuentes wasn't invited. Kanye got in contact with our buddy here, Grifter Yiannopoulos, and, Fuent and then Yiannopoulos invited Fuentes. Kanye only invited Yiannopoulos. You caught that, right? Yiannopoulos is the one who invited Fuentes. Trump never heard or knew of, supposedly, at least is what Trump's saying, he didn't know who Fuentes was. And now... Milo just confirmed that Nick Fuentes was not invited. And even Fox News has reported that Nick Fuentes was invited by Trump. Now, I'm sure they've updated it since then. But if we're following along at home, that's not what happened. And Milo said it before. Milo has been saying it for a while. He wants revenge. Also, why does Milo look like fucking Elastic Man from DC? Or Plastic Man, or whatever that stretchy guy is. The DC's version of Mr. Fantastic. That's what he looking looks like. But Milo has been saying that he wanted revenge. So the idea that's been thrown around as a conspiracy theory is that Milo invited Nick Fuentes to hurt Donald Trump because Milo Yiannopoulos has said this before, that he, you know, Milo doesn't feel like Donald Trump did anything to help him. And Milo feels like he's a massive reason why Donald Trump won the election in 2016. So when he got canceled... He feels like Donald Trump did nothing to help him, did not speak up for him, did not defend him, or anything. So Milo doesn't like Donald Trump. Milo says he will vote for him. Milo will sit there and pedestal for him. Absolutely. But there's that chip on his shoulder. Milo wants revenge. And if hurting the GOP is one of the ways to get revenge, he will do it. Now, this isn't me alleging it. Again, these are conspiracy th theories being thrown around. And if that is the case, everything that Kanye did tonight just fucking killed that plan in the water. And Milo is very sharp. Everything aside, to be a grifter, you have to be very smart. Because the smart ones don't last. He's been lasting. I just find it interesting, the timing. He is someone who I had been hoping would come back. But I didn't expect him to come back to the polit political sphere with... Such a sudden rise and vigor. I figured he'd have to like fight his way back. But he's just kind of back. He'll be on Twitter within the week, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll be back on Twitter soon. If uh, General Amnesty is coming. 
um, most extraordinarily brilliant uh, political commentator of his generation, um, and he's uh, been treated just about as badly as anybody. So I thought he deserved to be in the room too. And um, yep. let me rewind like they talked. Firepower that he is, um, most extraordinarily brilliant uh, political commentator of his generation, um, and he's uh, been treated just about as badly as anybody. So I thought he deserved to be in the room too. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how we got together. So I have some questions about that, but let's we'll we'll get through the dinner portion of you know how exactly this happened, what went down. So this is how you get in contact, the three of you. How is it that Nick ends up invited to this dinner, and and what happened? Well, he he was rolling with me. I was impressed with Nick, and I was like, just come to the dinner. And oh, okay. We had, uh, correction, correction. It sounded like Milo said that he invited Nick Fuentes, Karen Giorno, uh, pick us up from the airport. And there was a lot of back and forth. There's another. Oh no, Milo was saying he brought Nick Fuentes onto the campaign as the mental brain that he is. And Kanye saying he invited him to the dinner. That's my apology. A gentleman named Jamar Montgomery that was with us. It's a, uh, he's an engineer at Boeing. And his. I'm telling him just that we should raise everyone's value. Okay, cool. Um, and we sat there and it was like when Trump came in, we were. I said, do you want to sit alone? He's like, no, bring your friends in. So a big thing is like Trump had no idea who Nick Fuentes was. And but this whole I just I just got to go right to the heart of this anti-Semite claim that's happening. This is something if you read the definition, it it says you can't claim that there's multiple people inside of banks or in media that are all Jewish or you're anti-Semitic. And that's the truth. Like, it's the truth. What are we talking about? And what library? What do you mean? You mean? I'm saying. <laughs> you see that look? Watch, watch, watch! Yay! He just sinks. Like I've into that. Been... It says you can't claim that there's multiple people inside of banks or what in media expression change that are all Jewish or you're anti-Semitic, and that's the truth. Like. It's the truth. What are we talking about? And what library? What do you mean? You mean? I'm saying like I've been labeled anti-Semite, right? So there's there's different beliefs about our our bloodlines, you know, like the documentary that Kyrie posted, and in general, America has been left ignorant, and history has been changed. So when we start questioning things, that question the indoctrination then you immediately get, you know, um, you said debanked or de what did you say happened to you or demonetized, deplatformed. De yeah, demonized, demonetized. And what's so beautiful about this time is everyone got to see what's really been happening. And now we can really understand. We can see that Ron Emanuel was right next to Obama and then Jared Kushner was right next to Trump. But, so, huh. so we're, we're, we're getting right into it, I guess, right? I was, I was hoping to go for the news first before we got into all of this stuff. Well, something to keep in mind is Kanye has literally had almost everything stripped away from him. Now, that's not entirely fair to say, but, you know, he literally came from nothing in Chicago to being a billionaire. To like, I believe he was one of the first billionaires in hip-hop. If not the first, I think Jay-Z was the first billionaire in hip-hop. Um, anyway... And a lot of this has been taken away from him. And what's interesting, right, this guy is going around saying, hey, these... And I remember when Kanye first came out and started saying what he was saying, right? Uh, like, when people started calling him anti-Semitic, they are like, oh, well, he's being punished. But look, if if what he said was true, he would be deplatformed. He wouldn't be allowed to say this everywhere. And then about a day later on, after everybody wrote those articles, J.P. Morgan Chase cut ties with him. All these fucking companies started cutting ties and dropping him. He got dropped left, right, and center. And then everyone was like, good. Same people were like, if there was really a, a group of, of, of Jewish people running everything behind the scenes, he wouldn't be allowed to say this, blah, 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 blah. Are now saying, well, good. He shouldn't be allowed to say this anti-Semitic things. Well, I have to ask you. If you want to lose control, look at who you, you know, realize who you can't criticize. Because you can go out there and you can bash Christians all day long. I shit on Christians all the time. I shit on Catholics all the time. I shit on Baptists all the time. I shit on Muslims all the time. I shit on pretty much everyone. It's only when I mention things about Jewish people do I get any significant pushback in the crowd. Now, I also do get a significant amount of people being like, yeah, fuck them. When that's not my point, my point is more generally just mocking the whole you know, idea of how these people take their religion very seriously. They never actually live up to the religious standards they set for themselves. But that's beside the point.
you know, no one's a pillar of their faith. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of the point, you know. You you don't convince somebody that they're wrong about the whole system being ran by Jews or whoever they think the system's ran by, and then all of a sudden get completely shut out of the system entirely for saying that. Meanwhile, you know, all these other rappers got songs about killing themselves and killing other artists and killing other gangs and killing each other, killing so on and so forth, and that's completely fine. Kanye hasn't wrote any music about hurting or hunting down Jewish people. He said some shit on a podcast, right? But you have all these artists who actively promote drug use, and you have artists who have songs out there that glorify it. Like, uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, it's not Bitch, Please. Uh, it's on the same song. It's a it's a horrorcore Eminem song on, on the Marshall Mathers 2 LP. Literally, Eminem and this other dude straight up brag and glorify rape. Brag about rape and glorify rape in this one song multiple times and i understand it's a rap song it's a horrorcore so it's meant to be disturbing and it's like a 2005 horrorcore song trust me i comprehend at the same time i'm just saying there was no there's no pushback for that but kanye says some shit on a podcast and the whole hammer comes down on him you're not i'm pretty sympathetic towards kanye and again, this whole in everything Kanye did in this podcast is fucking horrendous PR wise. Uh, I think I think the issue is uh, one way to put it is you're expounding upon a localization issue that you've witnessed, right? Let, let me let me clarify. There are a handful of people that you see are Jewish in a certain place, and then you associate Judaism with the power. As a, whereas I view that as not relevant to it. Like, yeah, you're substantially more powerful than I am, but I don't view what you're doing as an issue of black people. Yeah, but have you ever heard the term? the black vote. So it's okay to put us in one net, but it's not okay for me to put them in one net. Yeah, but I mean, that's the base. I mean, he's got a point. Kanye, that is a genuinely good point. That's the point I was just making. You can put everyone in a group and go after everybody as a group, except for a handful of people, mainly Jewish people. Uh, uh, Chappelle made a great joke. He goes, two words that you can think, but you can't say out loud, because usually when you say it out loud, everything that follows it fucks you up. The Jews. <laughs> Is that the hypocrisy that people have been have been thinking about and knowing about and realizing for decades? We were all wondering how this dam was going to break. Everybody in the country was wondering what what is the root of this hypocrisy? Why can people talk about white people a certain way? Why can't they talk about that group a certain way? And uh, the, the, the most the, the, the wretched and wicked and oppressive prevailing orthodoxy of uh, cancel culture. Well, it turned out that the one thing that was going to break the dam was the biggest star in the world, and it took the biggest star in the world to do it. Um, uh, and 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 now the dam is broken. So let me let, let me tell you my issue. I, I don't like identitarianism. You guys are familiar with what that is. Yeah, well, they started it. And they've been visiting sure, on us. The, We're when, trying I, to break it. when I was asking you about running for uh, president, you, you immediately said, well, you know, you'd be good for the black vote. And I said, is that because I'm black? No, not just because of that. So is that. Are you doing the same thing? I didn't. But I mean, anybody, any black person running for the GOP is going to be good for the black vote, black vote for the GOP. The Democrats largely are at the point where they can just take the black vote for granted, and they have, and they always will take the black vote for granted. So when there's a black person running for an independent or a GOP ticket, either way, that pulls more black people away from the Democrat ticket, which is good for, you know, the black vote, to put it in this context. So which isn't a f entirely out there statement. Uh, again, this is one of the many times Kanye brings up a conversation that, as far as I know, is not a camera, not recorded. So, oh, it is what it is. But yeah, you know, people were saying the same thing when uh, Herman Cain ran for office. I didn't say that was the only reason. I said it was because you're personable to the common person, and you probably would do well with the black vote. Absolutely. Just because I I'm black is a lot of black people that don't like me. Oh, of course, I think uh, I think race plays a role in a lot of things. Absolutely, and I think that for I think I think the I the construct of race has really been forced upon us as just something for us to be woke about and just constantly talk about and use it as these like walls. So, my thought on it, I mean that's fair. Uh, I don't think the system is particularly racist. I think the system hates people and it knows that race is a very powerful tool to keep people fighting people. And if people are busy fighting people, they will not team up and fight the system together. This is, you know, I think this is kind of just the basic divide and conquer strategy. Governments have been using it for a very long time. Uh, racism inherently does not make any sense to me whatsoever. Sexism does make sense to me. I'm not saying I agree with it or anything, but I can comprehend where sexism would have come from. I don't fully know if I comprehend where racism came from. Now, sure, you want to do, like, the Mormon Orthodox argument, like, you know, traditional uh, Mormons believe that people... 
you know, the darker your skin, the more severity your sins and trans transgressions against God are. So people who are black and, you know, black, like, like dark, like that uh, African black, not the, you know, you know what I mean. There's like American black and then African black, real dark, Idris Elba shit, um, would be like, a, and this is exclusively talking from the Mormon stance, right? To the Mormons, at least traditionally, that would have been like, oh, they are the most sinful, and then you have like Asians, and anyway, that's like the one of the rare contexts, and maybe where I think most racism started with, is some relig weird religious belief like that, but racism doesn't make any sense to me, because other than a complexion change, there is no biological difference at all, so that doesn't quite make sense to me, right, and then you look back like the slave trade, you know, white European settlers were buying Africans from black Africans, like black tribes who had conquered other tribes and enslaved people were like, oh yeah, sure, white guy, give me, you know, five bucks for this, uh, for this black dude over here and I'll sell it to you. You know, the first ever slave owner in America was a black guy. So I don't think race is necessarily the component here. Um, or I don't think race is necessarily this big thing that we make it out to be because, you know, if you want to do that, <laughs> I just point out some examples to you of where, you know, black and white people have interacted historically together to fuck over each other. They've worked with each other to fuck each other over, basically. Now, it does make more sense to me that I can understand where sexism comes from because there's a biological difference there. You know, men are stronger, men are a little bit more quicker on their feet. I'm not talking about, you know, acuity-wise, but, you know, depending on what country you're in, men do tend to have a higher IQ. Not here in Western countries, mind you. Here in Western countries, that's not really the, the normal uh, the, the status quo, but men are stronger, men have bigger bones, thicker muscle or thicker bones, bigger muscles, they're a lot sturdier, can withstand more abuse, um, you know, men are built tougher, women are built softer with the ability to bring in life, so that, I can understand where that infighting may come from, because there is a very, very distinct biological and visual difference, whereas, Racism doesn't make sense because it's just a, a pigment difference. That's just a visual difference, not a biological difference, just a pigment one. Or the biology beyond the pigment isn't that different. Whereas with women, there's a very long, extensive list of differences. Also, you know, women bleed once once a month for about seven days. Men don't. You know, there's a lot of, you know, uh, I've said this before. Uh, men have, I, wouldn't, I don't know if you want to argue better bodies, but men have the more convenient body. We don't get periods, we don't, you know, we don't menstruate, we don't deal with menopause, we don't have to deal with pregnancy, we don't bleed once a month, we don't have to deal with any of this shit, none whatsoever, at all. Men also have better ability to regulate and handle different very wide ranges, like, like varying weather temperatures and atmospheres better than women can. You know, we just have the more convenient body. But, you know, you look outside of the human genome, you see this trait in female species where, you know, like, for example, lions, right? Lionesses, the same attributes that make men's bodies stronger than women's are found in female lionesses because they're the ones that do the hunting. But in all the humanoid, homo habilis, homo homohera, uh, homo sapien, and the, you know, the humano or uh, homo genome in general, the males are built more convenient and durable than women are. That's kind of my general point. So I can get the difference there where it's like, but we overpower. <laughs> we stronger. I, I get that. I can get where the caveman brain would come from. But it's like, we equal strong. We beat fuck out of each other. I don't like you because you different color. <laughs> it's kind of weak. It's kind of weak. Say the same thing about Judaism? Well, let's look at the facts of what I'm saying, though. If you say in this neighborhood where they gerrymander this this amount of time. So, hey, I wasn't doing that. I was just gerrymandering the lawyers and the Hollywood executives and the people at the bank that debanked me and then froze my accounts. You know, it's like we want to jump into protecting the idea that we can't put a net around something. Right. But that's been my job as a producer to take, uh, you know, a Roy Ayer sample and put a James Brown drum and put it within a two two-minute, three-minute song. That's the way I actually think, and that's the way I talk. And now, this morning, I found out... Yeah, Kanye's talked about this before. He can think... When he thinks about music, or when he listens to music, he sees it in color. This is something Michael Jackson 
uh, Prince and Freddie Mercury also have talked about. Uh, I don't know this. I don't remember the specific name for it, but uh, he started with before uh, DJ Axe got a, has talked about it before too. That they were trying to put me in prison because what they did. And if you don't listen to the DJ Axe show, if you want like hip hop news and 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 analysis. With a, somebody with a good sense of humor, he's not some, you know, bald, failed at rap kind of guy, you know, like Charlemagne, the button god. It's always like this, like the bald dudes who just had a career in rap once are like the worst commentators. Meanwhile, DJ Axe over here, another thick boy like me, just mixing it up, being real funny. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Y'all should really keep an eye out for DJ Axe's video because DJ Academic's going to be talking about this. Absolutely. It was. Uh, I, put, I moved $140 million into uh, JP Morgan. And I said, I want to talk to Jamie Dimon. Like, look at me. I'm just going in naive, you know, multi billionaire. Like, may, maybe Jamie Dimon will let me in on some deal flow. Wrong. <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> banging my hands, like, I want to meet with Jamie. And I start complaining online. And then they debank me for complaining. And so I'm, I'm about to get debanked. They're like, you need to go to Trump's, the bank, AXO, whatever. You got to go. And I'm like, I've been trying to buy my own bank for the longest. And then we figured out how to get my own bank. It's like 50 million, 75 million. So I'm about to buy my own bank. But then as you're about to take the money out, here comes Adidas with a $275 million bill for marketing funds that they agreed upon. Because I said to them, hey, I'm the marketing, give me the marketing fund, which proves by the response they got when they, you know, stole the designs and said, we're going to not call them Yeezys anymore. So this is what I was already fighting Adidas for. So I'm fighting Gap, get out of Gap, fighting Adidas. And then I deal with this little bit of noise from, you know, Zionism from the fashion world where they use this plant named Gabby, who's obviously like some kind of CIA agent, knows nothing about fashion. This is a certain thing. When someone can't dress you know that they're not like a fashion person. They're just there as like the society, like the control that they try to use with celebrities, which has now been broken, right? Because you know where it broke. I'm not, I'm, I, okay, I want to get on like LeBron in a second, but I'm going to come Ooh. back to this and just talk about this morning where. Damn, I would love to have heard him tearing the LeBron James. I fucking hate LeBron James. That dude is a big fucking chill. And for someone that wants to talk about, oh, BLM this, BLM that, I'm tired of the white man. Acting like he owns black people. Bro, you are literally owned by the yellow man. I don't want to fucking hear it. Pooh Bear owns you. Shut the fuck up. Uh, you know, I'm not going to mention her name because she's a nice lady, but someone at Cohen Resnick tells me, and I tell my all of my finance people, never use the term a lot. But they said, okay, you're going to have to pay a lot of taxes. And that made me feel like they're just like waiting, like we finally got him. We finally can put him in jail. And I was like, can I still run for president in jail? I found out I could. So I was like, okay, that's, that's fine then. <laughs> What's really funny, two things on this. One, hey, man, don't forget, that's how they got Al Capone. They didn't get him on anything besides taxes. And second off, some of y'all been listening for a while know this. I did volunteer work for the John McAfee 2020 campaign and for the McAfee 2016 campaign. So, yeah, no. Uh, you can totally run for president while being uh, either a wanted criminal or uh, under investigation. There is nothing stopping you from running for president. As long as you're like 45. It's kind of fucking keck. But if you were Jeffrey Epstein, they wouldn't touch your bank account. They would allow you to break the rules regulations just like J.P. Morgan and Chase Good did, point. just like George Bank did. So there is an issue to bring up with that. But when it comes to the race stuff, I think this is an important discussion to have because well, okay, I think I have, to, I have to complete this thought. You guys got to okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right, because I'm talking about literally finding out that they were trying to put me in prison this morning. Watch this. So this morning, yes. So not you know not come to my house this morning, but I found out. Okay, so they froze. They put a seventy-five million dollar hold on four of my accounts. And then they said, you owe a lot of taxes. It took me like six hours to find out how much a lot was. They said, well, around $50 million. Now I'm going to different CFOs like, okay, so would this be tax evasion? Because I'm obviously not the most financially literate person on the planet. I was just a child, basically. Like When you become famous, you, you stop growing at that point. I became famous at age 24, and I had handlers around. I had my mom around, different things. And it was always like you go from one handler to the next handler to the next handler. So now I'm having, I, I, I get to actually learn how to run a company. I get to learn how to, uh, you know, uh, to count, really. I had, I was like Pablo in a movie. It was like, I didn't even know where to put the money, like literally making $300 million cash, but you're just like a high priced, you know, we're not gonna use the S word just cause it's like too passe to use it, but it's like next, you know, 
next year I was supposed to make $500 million in royalties. And like, no one needs this amount of money. But when I would work on homeless shelters and ideas, I'd have a contractor, we won't say what race, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> but, you know, they'd be tearing down the contracts. It's all about, you know, position. It's not about the amount of money that you have. And Actually, something I just thought about. It is interesting that, like I said, I'm not overly familiar with Nick Fuentes. I've never have been a huge fan of his, haven't watched a lot of his content. Um, it is interesting that, that people paint him as a racist white supremacist. Meanwhile, he's literally working for the Kanye West campaign. And he's sitting across from Milanopolis, who, at the end of the day, if you're really anti-Semitic, it doesn't matter if they converted to any other religion. You're going to have a problem with, with Milo because Milo was born Jewish, because his mother was Jewish. And that shit's passed on through the mother. So, it's funny that Nick Fuentes is just sitting here, quiet, not pushing back on anything, just smiling, having a good time. You know, to come in here, I feel like it's a setup to be, like, defending. I'm not going to go through another, like, I'm literally going to walk the F off the show if I'm sitting up here having a, you know, talk about. And there's the warning. Uh, you can't say that it was Jewish people that did it when every sensible person knows that. I mean, John Stewart knows what happened to me and they took it too far. It was like American History X. Like my head was on the side of the curve and the exact people that I called out kicked my head. We found out that my... <laughs> the mental image of a bunch of Jewish people, right? Because he's talking about, he's talking about, a, 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 for all legal purpose, an alleged... Uh, you know, interconnected Jewish group of people who run large industry. There's the mental image of, like, uh, actually, I think the guy that played the, uh, God, the different Fight Club, I'm blanking on his name right now, but the guy who played the White Supremacist in American History X, I think that actor is actually Jewish, too. Uh, I was going to say, it's kind of funny just picturing a Jewish guy with a big fucking swastika tattooed on his chest, but I don't really need to because Hitler was Jewish. And also, again, uh, completely unrelated. Isn't it really funny? All these articles that were like, "Oh, Vladimir Zelensky, Vladimir Zelensky, he can't, uh, you know, command an army of Nazis. He's Jewish, bro. Literally, the guy that started the whole thing of running an army of Nazis was Jewish." Uh, side note here: the fact that Adolf Hitler killed himself doesn't that mean he killed six million and one? Just a thought. Trainer was a MK Ultra uh, Canadian. Uh, he, was, uh, yeah. he worked in the defense research and uh, development uh, in the Canadian military, essentially working... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be doing an episode all about this fucking doctor. Or trainer, sorry, this trainer. Who's this the guy? Canadian military. This is Harley Pasternak. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying is, look, they tried to medicate me. They, I was exhausted. They wrongly diagnosed me. And they, 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 when I asked them, how much lithium did you want to put me on exactly? It took them four days to answer because they were embarrassed about the amount, right? And I refused to take this, right? You understand... That if I had taken the medication, I would not be here, and it would have been, whoa, is, he was deeply troubled. We miss him. We love his music, though. Well, they would have Britney Spears, too. I mean, look, they, they would have Michael Jackson. Or, or worse, yeah. So, look <laughs> and again, no, we'll be doing an episode all about this Harley guy. And he sent a straight-up threatening email. Here, I'll pull it up real quick. We can read it together. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself here. And something I've been saying about Kanye for a while is he's not saying anything anti-Semitic. He is spouting off almost pseudo half understood black Hebrew Israelite talking points. And some people have told me you're wrong on this. Perhaps I am, but that's what it's fucking t giving me vibes of because Kanye has called himself Jewish. He said that I'm Jewish multiple times. He said that I'm the real Jew. The problem is he's Zionist Jews. So Kanye is openly calling himself Jewish. He's done it before. If you go watch the fucking Drink Champs podcast, he literally calls himself Jewish like five times on that fucking show. And we'll be revisiting this article in my episode all about this fucking doctor. But I just wanted to read you specifically this one chunk of the email right here where he's giving him his two options. Option A is, you know, you work with me and we get through this. Or B, end quote, second, end quote, second option. I have you institutionalized again, where they meditate, medita uh, medicate the crap out of you, and you go back to Zombieland forever. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. And even with all of that said, I still have lots of love in my heart for you, and my doors are always open. That is some Stockholm shit. 
So, no, Kanye's not off the fucking mark. They totally fucking would have Britney'd him. Britney Spears was all hopped up on drugs and shit when, you know, when she wasn't being raped literally by record executives. And Michael Jackson, what did he die from? He died from a doctor. A Jewish doctor, a black Jewish doctor. A doctor feeding him fucking antidepressants and opioids like fucking candy. Drugged up and medicated in Zombieland for what seemed like the last 25 years. What the hell? Oh, medicated for the last 20 years. Of his life. Look at, what they did, look at what they did to Britney. When she went in, she was tired, she was exhausted, she was in a bad way. But 10 years of that medication wrecked her brain. You can see it now. Yeah. You can see there's not much of her left. You, you mentioned Pasternak was the name? Uh, yes. yes, Harley Pasternak. That's the that's the uh, text message that you yes. posted that Here, we were talking about here's, before. Here's, that's here's, the lobotomy. Right, right, right. right. yeah. Before the show, obviously, I'm getting a bunch of messages from people. People are hitting me up and they're like, you shouldn't host them. They're anti-Semitic. They're white supremacists. They're racist. I do find the idea, uh, I do find it funny or weird or whatever that, you know, Nick, they call you a white supremacist. You're here working with or for, you know, one of the most powerful black men. And one of the wealthiest and most famous, but uh, a lot of people were saying on the right specifically, don't platform them. And I said, well, I want to, I want to understand what they're thinking and why they're thinking it. They're part of, they're involved in what may be the biggest news story of the past week, and we have an opportunity to sit down and, and talk. Because the red media controls both sides, it just said it as simple as possible. Jerry Kushner the was next to Trump. Media. Ron Emanuel was next to Obama. But see, since 1940, go ahead. I was going to say, isn't that an issue of these individuals? Like you're, you're extrapolating. I'm not having. I'm going to get. I'm going to order. With the last of my money that's available in a different account, I'm going to order a PJ before I sit and have another Lex Friedman setup conversation. When when I'm literally trying, they're trying to put me in jail for my opinion. But I, I and touch on this too because I watched the entire Lex Friedman podcast. Lex Friedman was more interested in lecturing and chewing out and shitting on Kanye West as opposed to confronting and countering any of his you know alleged wrong think with right think instead he took more interest in chewing them out and cutting them off at every pass it was and the only time lex freeman has ever shown emotion on his podcast by the way is when he got mad and started saying Oy you can't say Oy you can't say that's about my people Oy Oh, you hurt my feelings, Gentile. Oy vey. Your mashigama opinions are hurting my vacata emotions. Oh, boy. Oh, vey. That's the only time that robot has ever shown emotions. Uh, so, you know, I'm, again, I'm a little sympathetic towards Kanye on this front, man. Plus, ultimately, if you really want to look at it like this, the fact that, sure, Let's just say it's not all of Hollywood, right? Just the fact that there are these handful of very powerful Jewish people whose families all know each other, who actively routinely talk to each other, organize and coordinate with each other, kind of lends a lot of credence to what Kanye is saying. Why? Because you want to say, oh, there is no Jewish cabal. Well, the fact that even if it's just five extremely powerful, wealthy Jewish figures... That is still a cabal. It is a group of people with extreme wealth and power of a certain cloth conspiring with each other against one person or a group of people. There's nowhere you break this down where there isn't some sort of, you know, 95 degree angle, uh, 85 degree angled nose cabal. It's just sort of a fucking be mad. Stay mad. I don't give a fuck. Right? Even if it's only like five or six people, they're extremely wealthy and powerful and they fuck Kanye over at a lot of different turns. Right? And I'm not saying all these Jewish people in power are connected with each other. Absolutely not. Ben Shapiro is a Jewish guy. He's on the fucking conservative right. I guarantee you he's not. He, if he was in charge of fucking Morgan Chase, he wouldn't have fucking terminated Kanye's career. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that even just a small handful of these powerful people, because the guy who runs JP Morgan Chase is Jewish, the, the people who, uh, God, I don't have these names on hand, which is the real embarrassing part of these. But a lot of these companies are Rob Kanye are owned by Jewish individuals. And even if they don't have full power over all these other uh, you know, parts of society, they still have enough power to borderline silence one of the most powerful black men in this country.
I'm just saying. It's it's a little hard to counter what Kanye is saying about people. Because even on the micro level when you break it down, he's still making points. I'm not, I'm not going to have that opinion. I don't care about people. The pe- Those are bots that are trying to tell you. We realize, look at Pence. He sold Trump out. You get what I'm saying? It's like I would have never uh, wanted to do anything that hurt Trump. I'm on, I'm on Trump's side. Trump said things that hurt me. He lied about me, but I mean, he's known for lying. And when people used to tell me that, you know, he's a liar, it's like, you know, I went into the trenches for Trump. That's another conversation. There was no one in my position that wore that hat. And all of my surroundings exhausted me. It was like death by... He's not wrong, though I will say what's kind of interesting is, is if you remember, Kanye West wore this hat. For some reason, he wore this hat. This is the 2016 MAGA hat. Not a, not a very cool looking hat, kind of dumb looking actually, right? But that's the MAGA hat he wore. But he wore this when Trump was running for president in 2020. Meanwhile, this was the 2020 Donald Trump hat. You know, boom, boom. For some reason, that one was covered in cocaine. Did you? Oh, I love the fucking Doom mask. That's dope. Anyway, you know, this was the uh, the 2016. This was the, uh, that's not it. Uh, that's not the official one. Whatever. You, you get my point. Here you go. This is like, you know, this is the Make America Great Again Trump 2020 hat. Very different design. Very different fucking look. American flag on fucking both sides. You know, so on and so forth. So I just thought it was funny that he, he wore the old Make America Great Again hat. Now, I, I got a, I actually do have a copy, a version of this hat I got in like 20, like late 2015. But I went for the uh, I went for the all black version of it. I'm like the only one who apparently bought the all black version of the Make America Great Again hat from 2016. And I have a uh, I have an autograph 2020 Make America Great Again hat. And I got tons of autographs on that. Uh, I also got an I'm with her mug and a uh, some McAfee campaign merch too. But that was just interesting that that he was wearing that hat. But he is right. He was really like the the only prominent black artist wearing that hat. But I wouldn't say the only one. Lil Pump, like him or not, Lil Pump was wearing a MAGA hat. Uh, Lil Wayne wore a MAGA hat. So I, I wouldn't say that he was the only one wearing it. But maybe the most prominent black person in America wearing it at the time? Sure. By a thousand questions. I know I'm jumping to another thing, yeah. but what I'm saying is, I know you got a rep for your 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 people online, but it's no, like no, you no. got a person in real life that no. I I'm not with it, bro. I lost the I, I lost the money for the freedom of speech, and that's what makes me the only American that we know that really deserves to run the country. Because everyone else, your boy DeSantis, Trump, whoever they, they empty head bobbling. They raising a petri dish over on the Democrat side is is going to play the game. Look, look. Ethnic Fuentes actually talked at all. Like, here's what I was trying to get yeah. to. I, 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 you went right into the anti-Semite thing. I think it's something that should be talked about. But if you if you start bringing this up, you're gonna ask my opinion on it. I'm gonna disagree with you. I didn't I, ask I, your opinion on it. You no, jumped but, into it. But I, but you, I don't care about your opinion. I like your opinion on how we win an election. But I don't care about that. anybody's opinion, bro. I lost. They tried to put me in jail. They blocked two two. Billion dollars I had, like what I told Farrakhan. I said, "Look, oh, is it anti-Semitic for me to say his name out loud?" Like, I, I told Minister. Yeah, it's really weird. I met. I can't remember his name. It's in my uh, "Defeat the Mandate in American Homecoming" footage. I met the, uh, I guess, student or apprentice, whatever the the protege of Louis Farrakhan. I met him at that event. We talked for only a couple seconds, but dude, it was actually kind of cool. Would not agree with him about a fucking thing, other than vaccine mandate bad. But kind of a cool cat, Louis Farrakhan. I don't know if I don't think he's that cool. I think he's kind of crazy. The minister, like I tell, Obama met with him too. Oh, he was. Yeah, I mean, the uh, Jewish people allowed uh, Obama to meet with the minister. You know, so uh, Farrakhan said, "What well, did he have the money? The contract for the next four years, if I hadn't done anything, would have been five hundred million dollars." A year for four years what i was fighting for was the ip so my children could uh you know uh, i'm sorry I just sometimes i think about seven thoughts at one time because anything i see i come up with like seven answers to it and then just choose <laughs> what it is but but I, what, the thing is when i said my children the reason why my my brain kind of blocked because it's like god is saying you know your, your children are going to be okay the you know baby mama's got money right god is using me he's breaking me down removing all of the 
you know, richest person, all of this, so I can serve him. And the more and more those things are taken away from me, the more I can be empty and be a vessel and be able to be used. And right now it's like, you're not going to take... If, if we can't, you're not going to take my pain away, right? The Jewish people say, it's the Holocaust, this happened, and you can't say anything about it. We can't take their pain away. No one's going to denounce the fact that they tried to lock me up. That's what, because every time I'm just holding stride, and it's like, I didn't, I thought I was more Malcolm X, but I find out I'm more MLK, because as I'm getting hosed down every day by the press, and financially, I'm just standing there. And when, when I found out that they tried to put me in jail, it was like a dog was biting my arm and I, 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 I almost shed a tear, almost. But I still walked in stride through it. Yeah. I, I, think, I think they've been extremely unfair to you. I Who think. is they though? We can't say they is. I'm not using the. I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you guys use. I'm, I'm talking. It is about them it. though, isn't it? I mean, because <laughs> no. it, it, because when you think about it, consider it. In 2018. What do you mean it's not? It, what, what do I mean? Like, damn! I wish kind of didn't interrupt Nick Fuentes. I would have loved to have heard Nick Fuentes actually say something. Again, I can't really say anything about Nick Fuentes because I'm not super familiar with his with his work. And he really seems to be kind of cucked here because anytime he opens his every time he's opened his mouth so far, he gets immediately cut off and interrupted and just lets it happen. So I don't really see what the big deal with Nick Fuentes is. He seems kind of weak. I, I know the Groyper meme, and that's about the extent of it. But look, yeah, they're acting like like Tim didn't say who. Tim said the press. He said they're being incredibly mean to you and unfair to you. And he said, well, who's who? Well, when you say who, who's that? He says, the press. Take my pain away, right? Wait, I'm just holding stride down every day by the press. Dog was biting my arm and I, 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 I almost shed a tear, almost. But I still walked in stride through it. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they've been extremely unfair to you. Right here. Who is they, though? We can't say who they is, can press. I'm not using the, I don't use the word. He said, the corporate press. I think they've been extremely unfair to you. I who is they, though? He says, the corporate press. So, we can't say they is, can we? Press. Corporate press. So when you hear people, because it's going to inevitably be a big talking point with people having a big old hissy fit. Well, Tim said they, but he didn't say who they were. And it's going to be way for a Daily Beast is going to write some fucking brain dead article. I bet they've already got an article written. You know the Daily Beast has a fucking dumbass article written. But he said corporate press. I'm not using the, I don't use the word as the, as the way I guess you guys use. I'm, I'm talking about it. It is them, it. though, isn't it? I mean, because, <laughs> no. it, it, because when you think about it, consider it. In 2018. What do you mean it's not? It, what, what do I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so how about. Are you leaving? Are you afraid of the press? He's on. Oh, Serge. I like that little jab. What? Are you afraid of the press? Oof. I'll say it right now. Um. You guys, I, I, you guys want to bring that stuff up, and then have the discussion. Not gonna have like, conversation. Like have the discussion. Like you, you think Ye's gonna come in here and say, "Here's my pain, here's my suffering." I'm gonna say, "I hear you," and then he's gonna say, "And it was Jewish people," and I'm gonna be like, "Okay, but don't you consider?" So I'm not gonna do this. I, I refuse. Go, uh, make sure he's cool. All right, go for it. Luke and I will have a conversation. So uh, I can't say I'm surprised. Milo did not what, seem what, thrilled what, about what, that. What, what do I even do? Let's Other than ask him, please elaborate on this. Are you referring to individuals? Or are you quite literally blaming an entire group of people for the fact that powerful individuals? Damn, bro, you getting a little pudgy, aren't you there, Yannapolis? I saw you thick boy. Looking less like a 2x4, more like a fucking pipe, PVC plastic piping. ...are causing you harm. I, I really wanted Round to ask Nick boy. about his thoughts about MLK, because I know they contradict his uh, comments about that. But but I, again, these are mass generalizations that don't really help anyone in my perspective. They just kind of sound like their opposition. They sound what they're kind of going against, the woke mob that's always saying, white men, white men are responsible for everything. When I see people just use generalizations, it kind of cheapens the conversations. It cheapens uh, a dialogue that we could have here that, that I was planning to, to, to talk to Ye about specifically bringing up, like, hey, let's actually talk about this in a real concise way. Let's not get emotional. Let's... Oh. And we should be able to have this conversation. What's up, Chris? What's up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, man, I wanted to talk to these guys about why they're meeting with Trump. Hey, I want to know what happened with the dinner because we yeah. hear a lot of rumors about it. I want to hear about their and 2024 why. platform, which they were promising, which they were talking about, like they're going to be officially. Let me, let me, let me explain to everybody. You know, unfortunate they walked out. Fine. Maybe they'll come back. Whatever. This is the biggest challenge with dealing with identitarianism. I do not believe that the predeterminate factor in someone's worth, value, or agenda is based on immutable characteristics. Uh, Kanye is a black man. He does not represent all black people. There are Jewish individuals who work in, in, in banks. Dave Chappelle made the joke about Jewish people in Hollywood. And he said, but it doesn't mean anything. You got a lot of black people in Ferguson. It doesn't mean they run the place. The point is, me? That's not quite what he said. Yes, in wording, but 
he very clearly was making a lot of jokes that in, insinuate that he's on the same page with Kanye. That's a little disingenuous there, Tim. I'm all about individualism, meritocracy, personal responsibility. That means an individual of any background can be capable of anything. More importantly, we have employees here who are Jewish, who spend time in Israel, and would probably agree with a lot of issues that they would talk about, especially as it pertains to America first, you know, bringing jobs back here and securing our borders. But then it's just like every step of the way, it's like, bro, if you live in a world where a single group of people is, is haunting you, you've lost, you, you're, you're trapped, you're not going to get out. The issue is you can overcome anything. I understand, you know, and, and I empathize that there are powerful business interests that are coming, coming at Kanye. And I will say this, because I wanted to get into the Trump stuff. When, when Kanye mentioned he got suspended on Twitter, then he gets word that Milo wants to meet up with him. Then Milo puts him in touch with Fuentes. My immediate, you know, my question is, okay, my thought to myself, we really want to know about the inner details of this Trump meeting. I guess it's not going to happen. My question then is, don't you think that, you know, if, if, if Kanye is going to say these things, and then immediately start getting involved with Fuentes, that only amplifies the accusations made against them. But I, I guess if they genuinely believe these things, that's who they are. I was dying to interrupt. I was dying to say a whole bunch of stuff during his, you know, his conversation. I respectively, you know, didn't. I was waiting to counter back, but we didn't even push back at all. <laughs> really, we didn't even really say anything uh, no, crazy on, out there. I mean, we, that come on. Like we, we, we should at least have the tough conversations. We should debate what these he, ideas. What does he think's going on? And I, I don't know, but I wish. Whatever. I just wish people were. Bit. To the point where, so Kanye will do this, right? He'll throw a fit, he'll storm off of your podcast, but there's a good chance he might come back and you'll finish the podcast and he'll be cool the rest of the way. But Tim just starts running his mouth real hard. Again, like, hey, you don't agree with me 100%? That's fine. That's okay. I'm not going to run away. Like, like, come on. Let's let's have this discussion. Let's have Chappelle talked about, you know, a lot of the things that, that Ye was warning about, specifically with people trying to drug him, specifically yeah. with people trying to, of course, get him on big pharma medicines. He was, again, sent to... You know, he was institutionalized a couple years ago, specifically on uh, November 21st, uh, 2016. He's pointing a lot of this blame on, on this Harley Pasternak guy who, uh, again, he's the one who's training Lizzo, Elliot Page. He was training Brittany Murphy. He trained a lot of controversial figures. And he is connected to a Canadian military psyops. That's like we should know what else is happening behind the scenes there. What else he knows. But before the show, we can't even get that. Before the show, Ye was like, this is funny. You know, he's like, how do I become president? How do you win? And I thought it was a rhetorical question because like, why would I know that question? And he was like, hey, man, I asked you a question. You know, what do you think? And I was like, oh, like, ballot harvesting. Like, hands down. You go to door to door. He, he brought it up when he mentioned that I said that he would do well with the black vote. I feel like that's kind of oversimplifying what I said. Um, what I said was that he's a, he's a celebrity. He's a personable character. He's, he, he appeals to regular people more so. If he knocked on the door and you said Trump, Biden, yay, they'd be like, yay. You know, but I, but it, I do think that he would do, uh, I, I do think he would do better with, with the black vote simply because there's people who look up to him because they see, they, they can see themselves in him. Now, let me, let, me, let me elaborate. That's actually more of a leftist position. This I'm actually not going to disagree with that position. People are drawn to, you know, birds of a feather flock together and whatnot. Uh, this could just be coming from somebody who's, you know, spent a lot of time uh, living in and around Detroit. You ever go through Detroit? It's pretty segregated. And that's not by any organized means. That's just people did that themselves. You have a chunk of Detroit that's predominantly, like, black. A chunk that's predominantly Mexican. A predominantly Asian. And a, like, predominantly Middle Eastern, Jewish, Muslim sort of hodgepodge area. And then there's Dearborn, which is, like, largely De Muslim as a whole. Very little mixed in there. But people are self-segregating. Again, I... The racism thing doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't remove the fact that people are self-segregating. It's just, unfortunately, how people tend to be. We start off as tribal people. Tribal people are, you know, people who look like you over prolonged periods of generations. So you start to develop these physical signs and markers that tell you, oh, this person is from my tribe, so on and so forth. And over time, most of those boundaries and identifying markers have vanished from general populi. And now there's just sort of this, um, um, you know, it's really reduced down to just skin color. Again, sexism makes some more sense to me. I'm not on board with it, but I can at least see where it comes from. The, the racism thing, my only pot working theory is it ties back to, like, tribal days. Opposition. Because uh, I don't completely disagree with every, every uh, component of what diversity is. I think that it's true that if you're a little kid growing up in this country and you're not white, but all you ever see on billboards and all you ever see on TV is white people, that, that means something, that has an effect on you. And that's basically what I'm getting to. All I can really say is this. Uh, bro, if, if I can't ask you questions, call me like, hey, but don't you think this is like localizing? He could have been like, I don't, you know, I, I genuinely view it this way. And I said, well, okay, I can only ask you the question. You're allowed to believe what you want to believe. 
But dude, like, what did I ask him? Like, three questions about it? And he just got up and left? Like, he's gonna come here and just talk and be un 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 uninterrupted? Before we started the show, he said, hey, we're doing the show, why don't we do it every week? I mean, it says Tim, who constantly over talks over his guests and stuff, too. I mean, Tim does have an ego on him, for sure. I'm never gonna deny that point. And I've definitely watched the ego in Tim expand more and more over the years. But, I mean, my ego's been fucking expanding over the fucking years, too. I think that's kind of what just happens when you go through an entire pandemic and you start raising the red flags on, on a lot of things going on around you. Everybody calls you fucking crazy. And you're treated like shit for about two years and no one takes you seriously. And then slowly but surely, you know, everything that you said was happening two years ago and everyone said, no, well, that's not true. That's a conspiracy theory. is now becoming true and people starting to see, oh, there are heart complications. Oh, this fucking certain procedure has come. Oh, this isn't going on anywhere besides... Uh, Spotify, this isn't going on, on YouTube. You know, the vaccine had consequences. People are starting to see that. Uh, it's like, oh shit, fuck. So, you know, that happens. And, and, and if you're treated like shit nonstop for fucking two years over that, you'd probably feel some kind of fucking way too. Especially when you're vindicated. I'm like, what is this? Is this is what? Is because you can't get enough on any other shows? I'm sorry, bro. This is not a show where you come in and talk by yourself and say whatever you want and say things that are uh, uh, that 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 warrant questioning at the very least. At least for clarification. Yeah, I mean, everything oh, exactly. should be questioned. Everything should be uh, debated. Everything should be you know talked about. We shouldn't stray away from uncomfortable situations. We we decide to take things head on. Like we have our particular viewpoints. They have theirs. We, it's obviously there's a difference. Obviously, we, we believe in different things. Let's see which idea is better. Right. Let's see which idea wins out in the public sphere. Let's actually have that conversation. And it's kind of sad that we can't. Uh, well, it's, I think it's funny that like you, we got people in super chats who are like, why don't you just let them keep talking and keep talking? But that's not how the show works. We we cut each other off all the time. I just cut you off right now. I know. <laughs> right. This, this is this is this is our sh this is the way we do the Guys, show. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm not here to do a show where we let one like look. We had my look on a couple weeks ago and he mostly just talked and i think there's there's something interesting there milo had been banned for a really long time and had a had, had spoken out in years yeah he's been on a whole bunch of podcasts so when we were talking about bringing them on i said look man after after the kyle house stuff people were like are you gonna get him on the show and i'm like i don't want to chase after a dude who like he's in the news yeah goes on rogan before he goes on fridman and then I'm like, that's cool. They got those conversations. Then we were told we would get Milo Fuentes and Ye at the same time, and we could talk about this big news because that's what we do. We are a topical news show with guests. We are not Joe Rogan Experience. We're not guest interviews. All right, I think I'm gonna wrap this up here. Uh, that's kind of it. I mean, I don't really have too much to throw here at the end. Uh, this doesn't really count. There will be two more uploads after this today. This will probably go up more towards the end. Uh, I tried uploading some of those an hour long to the new YouTube channel. And it said uh, processing took too long or something, and it'll give the op option to delete the video. So I don't know. I might just fully abandon YouTube. I'm trying to figure that out still. So that being said, I'm going to wrap this up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. It is now 1.50 a.m. This went on a lot longer than I had intended for it to do. So I'm going to leave it here. All right, guys. Peace. Good night. I'll talk to you guys later. Oh, if you guys want to be funny, I'll leave a link to that YouTube channel in the description below. If you guys want to go throw some love at it, I'd, uh, I'd appreciate it. Peace.